you're listening to Song Encoder, a special series of the Changelog podcast featuring people who create at the intersection of software and music. My name is Jared Santo. This episode contains explicit language. Big thanks to our friends at Fly.io for making this Changelog special interruption-free. Run your full-stack apps and databases close to your users, no ops required. Check them out at fly.io slash changelog. I'm standard out the rapper. I make fun of tech and rap songs. That's my thing. I don't want to pair with you. You always type too slow. I ain't pairing with you. I can't read when you scroll. I ain't pairing with you. I work so much better when it's not with a group. So I ain't pairing with you. No, I don't wanna pair. I don't wanna pair. I don't wanna, I don't wanna pair. No, I don't wanna pair with you or have a minute or two. Don't wanna pair with you or have a minute or two. If you wanna talk to me, let's keep it in Slack. I don't have time for a quick video chat. See, you sent me a conference link. I don't wanna click, cause I don't wanna pair with you. When we do, you type too slow. Half the time I'm watching you on Stack Overflow. I'm like, whoa, give me the controls. I was looking at the file that you just closed. And really, I should do this on my own time. Why? Because I'm just telling you exactly what to type. I am jumbling my words, can't think straight. Give me some space. All we do here is miscommunicate. Pairing for an hour on a function. Let's face the facts. This ain't productive. You wanted to pair with me, but did not prepare for me. Now we're just sitting here in silence while you share your screen. And you know that I was just working on my own code. You pinged me and pulled me out of my zone. I'm signing off now because I got things to do. Me and pairing are through. I don't want to pair with you. I feel like it really started a long time ago, maybe when I was like 13, 14, just an angsty teenager writing angsty lyrics. And I think I wrote lyrics for years. I was really into rap growing up. Still am really into rap. But, you know, I reached a certain age where the lyric writing part of it, I was like, it's not okay for me to be writing raps. I'm a a grown ass man. How I got back into rapping for Standard Out is actually kind of ridiculous. My older brother was starting a product, and he knew that I'm pretty good at rap. He was saying, hey, I want you to make a viral tech rap so that I can market my product through your channel. And I definitely did not go viral, but he bought me this decent mic to get started, and I made uh, Hell.js as my first song. I got a task to do. Hey. I got an app to bootstrap. Hey. Check up on Hacker News. Angular 2 Reactor View. Hmm. I got to make a call. Who's got the time to read through it all? Let's just go with React. NPM install. Try it. Console log. Got the two-way binding. What else? Got the one-way data flow. Yeah, this is a way to go. I wish I did this like a day ago. Hey. JQuery is so old. so old. This is the up and coming. Gonna be so productive, managing state and render functions. Code's looking slick, writing scripts in ES6. Fuck yeah. And I love the virtual DOM. Wait, I need a package.json. I need Redux, Redux router and thunks. Gotta keep that code consistent. Yeah. So I download ESLint. I am a web developer, full stack. On the back end, I've mostly done Rails applications, also done a bit of Go on the back end and then on the front end. When I started out, it was, I think jQuery was still kind of the way to go. And then I've since gone into React and Vue.js. 
I don't know, pretty normal full stack developer, primarily have worked at startups. So at my current job, like the day-to-day team I work with is about seven people, but there's about 200-ish engineers total at the company and probably around like 1,500-ish people total. Yeah, and my current job is by far the largest company I've worked for. Prior to this, it's been, you know, less than 100 for sure. Like one team was literally like seven people total. I've been coding for about seven years at this point. You've been rapping longer than you've been coding. Oh yeah, rapper first, coder second. All my songs are definitely born out of real world experiences that I've lived through. So personal frustrations, personal just shit that I've gone through on the job. I think most of the time I do I do have a few more like serious songs, but most of the time it also has to come with that inherent comedic element. That's a must also. My language makes me so productive. Your language has no editor plugins. My language has a great community. Your language, everybody seems angry. My language is on pride right now. Your language just took pride down. My language was carefully made and your language was written in 10 days. My language is gonna be around forever. Your language feels like it was hacked together. My language is way better than yours. Your language isn't even worth a flame war. I don't like to rap about things that are like too in the weeds technically or super niche uh, technical topic. I try to find things where like, yeah, I think most devs probably have gone through this and it sucked for them too. If I can make a song about this and make them look back and laugh about that, then that's a win. I've had enough. Who set this up? Who set this up? Who put this meeting on my calendar? Open up my schedule and my vision goes black. Cause I got four meetings like this back to back. No, thank you. No meetings. I really hate speaking. Don't add me. I'm leaving. My whole week is meetings. No, thank you. No meetings. I really hate speaking. Don't add me. I'm leaving. My whole week is meetings. Sign into meeting number two. It's a meeting about how many meetings we should do. Did I die last night and go to hell? Could have said all of this shit in emails. Got nothing done and we're running out of time. So they want to do a follow-up meeting next week. 20 minutes trying to get schedules aligned. Then someone's mic makes a weird high-pitched screech. I finally tried talking for a second. Then I realized nobody's paying attention. Hello? You. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I can tell you're on Slack by the way your eyes move. Meeting number four, I can barely stay conscious. This whole day, nothing was accomplished. Nope. I'm about to explode. Fuck this. Turn my camera off and just code. No, thank you. No meetings. I really hate speaking. Don't add me. I'm leaving my whole week is meetings no thank you no meetings i really hate speaking don't why do you think your songs resonate with devs because they're true i live through something in the real world and then i make fun of it 
these songs aren't coming from me having read blog posts about a topic and then wanting to create something about it. Like I was there in the in the coding trenches on every one of these topics. Probably at the time was actually like really feeling some pain about it. And then only later, you know, decided to look back and make fun of it. I'm definitely become the comedian in times of stress kind of guy. So a lot of these songs I I wrote when I was actually stressed out about these topics. The truthiness there really comes through in the lyrics. Used to write code, then they asked me, do you want a tech lead? I said, okay, yes. Used to write code, now share contacts. Writing out specs for my team projects. Titles all flex, no pay bump, and my paychecks ain't even take time off yet. Used to be chill, but now it's no rest. Used to write code, but now I'm all stressed. Now I'm tech lead, but I don't lead tech. I just pick up whatever tasks are left. Unless someone wants to volunteer? Anybody? Okay, I see, gotta delegate. More meetings on my plate just to coordinate. Used to write code, now I write release dates. Used to write code in the good old days. Used to write code, but now I'm just stressing. Used to write code, but now they want metrics. Used to write code, now I just take questions. This don't really feel like progression. Meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings. Used to write code, but now I'm just scheming. Used to write code, but now I just read it. Used to write code, but now I'm tech leading. Used to write code, but now I'm just stressing. Used to write code, but now they want metrics. Used to write code, now I just take questions. This don't really feel like progression. Meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings. Used to write code, but now I'm just scheming. Used to write code, but now I just read it. Used to write code, but now I'm tech leading. Used to write code, now I got no time. Used to write code, now I got deadlines. Try to make sure everyone is unblocked. Used to write code, now I just talk. Used to write code, now I give presentations. Make slides pretty and rehearse what I'm saying. Try to impress and represent my team. Meanwhile, team doesn't care about me. Anyway, still gotta do team bonding. In the one I want, keep running out of topics. Looking at me like I just stepped in. Used to write code, now I just check in. Don't wanna be a manager or an IC. So I'ma just stay right here in between. Used to write code, used to write code. Used to write code, now I tech lead. Used to write code, but now I'm just stressing. Used to write code, but now they want metrics. Used to write code, now I just take questions. This don't really feel like progression. Meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings. Used to write code, but now I'm just scheming. Used to write code, but now I just read it. Used to write code, but now I'm tech leading. Used to write code. True story? Oh, 100% true story. That is exactly how it all went down. (laughs) Let me tell you how this started. It's at my current company. I think I am a really high output coder. I'm good at, you give me a project, I'm going to get it done. And I can do it leading a small team of other engineers. My managers saw that I was really good at this and thought, hey, let's give him more responsibility which is kind of this paradox because the new responsibilities are things that I'm not great at and actually make me less effective at the thing that they recognize me as being really good at. I'm tech lead. Now I have less time to actually code, crank out these projects. Instead, I am one-on-one-ing with people on the team. I'm doing presentations. I'm breaking down projects into tickets. And yeah, it was... uh, It was okay, but I'm not tech lead anymore. I very intentionally removed myself from that seat. And you put your feelings out to the internet about it. Oh, yeah. I talked my (laughs) shit. You uh, vented. Yeah. And I know my managers heard this song. So that was an interesting part of releasing this song. I think it was so obviously 
a critique of having been put into that tech lead position and what it's like at this company. And on this song, I was a bit worried releasing it because I knew my managers, they dig the music, they like listening to it. And here I was saying, you know, hey, I know you, you backed me, you put your faith in me and kind of elevated me up a little bit. And here I am just kind of crapping on it. But, you know, I don't want to censor myself, you know. How do they respond? Did you talk to him about it? Definitely had combos about it. I mean, especially just in the context of me now not being tech lead, like there were definitely combos about my frustrations in the role, which I don't think are specific to this company. I think that tech lead title is always so vague and means about a million different things. It almost is different depending on the team you're on. I really think when you get that tech lead title, it almost means, hey, any gaps you have on your team, you're the person that has to fill them. So that's where that line of like, I'm tech lead, but I don't actually lead tech. I just pick up whatever tasks are left. That was basically my experience as tech lead. I was definitely not the smartest engineer on the team. Definitely not the most senior. I was just maybe the grittiest, like willing to just whatever needs to get done, I'll I'll get that shit done. And it was a good experience. And it did give me more visibility. Just like, it was a good look for me. If I put my, you know, personal gains hat on, but yeah, I don't ever need to do it again. Kiko D-R-Y I'm in a program my lives These two files look alike So I gotta merge and optimize Can't say how it all runs No such thing as overdone Here's a little rule of thumb Two lines are worse than one Abstract it, might as well Think I just wrote a DSL Quite simple if you understand But I'm the only one that can Let me show you how to extend it So I had good intents More money, more interaction Tech that money is spent Always flex my smarts Code smells, smells like farts You write code like code I write code like art Teammates so confused They just cannot keep up Sam made a future proof But really nothing improved I do know one thing though Abstractions come and go Saturday through Sunday, Monday Monday through Sunday, yo I might rewrite it one day Maybe we'll someday know How it all works till then Just try to keep that folder closed Who the fuck wrote this shit? I bet they thought they were slick I bet they wrote it then quit Who the fuck let it get shipped? Now I'm just sitting here mad Trying to read 25 tabs Came here to make one change Now I gotta go get blamed I will look for you I will find you And I will kill you How long does it take you to make one of these? I think it really depends. The bottleneck is definitely the lyric writing. When it comes to the beat making, I just kind of, I typically find one that I like writing to just on YouTube or something. And then I'll kind of make a beat that's similar and vibe and beats per minute and all that stuff. On the lyrics writing side, I feel like usually these songs start with I just think of like two lines that I really love. My next song is probably going to be about integrations. And I just thought of these two lines of like, I keep finding bugs in your API, but you tell me that it's by design. And I'm just like, God, that's, that's good. Like I can start from there. And then how quickly I can expand on that. Yeah, it really depends on the topic. I mean, sometimes it just flows and I'm done writing in a couple hours. Sometimes it's weeks before I really finish something. 
A lot of your tracks borrow beats and flows from popular songs. For example, Opinions uses I Like It Like That. I like Ruby, I like Go, but strong typing for the win. Add them over VS Code and VS Code over Vim. I like spaces over tabs, underscores over dash, 80 characters per line, and 100 lines per class. Interviews covers that famous Eminem flow from the 8 Mile soundtrack. Back to the keyboard again. Time to do another algorithm that he never actually used. You better lose yourself in the bullshit, the process, the longness. You better never let it go. You think it's all nonsense. Do not let the company know. This opportunity's just another shit. Show. Is this something you're going to keep doing? I don't think I will. I think I have grown out of it. It was much easier to start with a song that already exists. It already kind of has a theme that you can twist into a parody about tech. But yeah, like you said, I used to not make beats. Now I do. I think I've definitely grown as a rapper through making this channel. So what does growth look like from here? I mean, I'm always trying to get better at my beat making skills. I still kind of have to like do a bit of mimicry when I'm making beats. Definitely want to get better at mixing, just mixing vocals in with the beats. What about on the software side of things? Definitely think about how I can grow as an engineer. I mean, you have to, right? Engineering just evolves so quickly. The Hell.js song I put out about the JavaScript ecosystem, that was what, a few years ago? It probably already is like super stale. If you want to stay in this business, you definitely cannot become static and content with where you're at. I definitely do like getting a variety of experiences. I think that lends itself really well to being able to just rap about more things. So... Are you ever afraid that maybe you'll run out of things to rap about? Yeah. That's probably my primary concern doing Standard Out is what happens when I've said everything I have to say. And I actually was feeling that that way, like, pretty recently, actually. There was, like, a five-month gap, I think, the longest gap where I dropped no music. And I just kind of felt like I've said everything I want to say. I think in reality, as long as uh, I have a day job, I'm going to find more things to talk shit about because I'll bet all my money that there will be things that can, you know, frustrate me in any job, any position. I don't think I will run out of songs to make until I literally have zero complaints about work, which will never happen. Yeah, yeah. Another point in session. We never learned our lesson, oh. We're always over or under, yeah, we never get the right number. Damn. Keep saying we're gonna improve, like that one's a three, not a two. two. And that one's a two, not a five. five. Remember, you're not allowed to say nine. I could be fixing a bug, I could be getting shit done. Anything but getting in debates about how long it'll take, what a waste. Please don't make me estimate, please don't make me guess a date. If we didn't have these meetings weekly, could have had it done yesterday. I could be fixing up floppy code, instead I'm talking Fibonacci. What? It's not time, it's complexity. What the fuck does that what even mean? Fuck? We need this for a sprint. We need this to predict. Well, I don't want to disappoint. So I add padding to all of my points. Someone go and get the road map. Once it's in the sprint, there ain't no going back. I said I ate, but I don't really know why. Could be a one or it could take my whole life. I put one, two, three, five, eight, five, three, two points on that story card. Yeah. On that story card. Why?
on that story card. One. On that story card. Yeah. On that story card. One. Two, on that story three, card. I put one, two, three, five, eight, five, three, two points on that task card. Task card. On that bug card. Bug on that story card. Yeah. On that story card. Yeah. On that story card. Yeah. On that story card. We got ten devs, sixteen points to a head. Uh-huh. It's all stuck in one lane. Man, what's up with QA? Plus, I need a review. Half the team does too. After all that planning, we're here with nothing to do. So many pull requests in, but we just pulling more tickets. So our velocity quickens, look like the best in the business. Then three bugs get rejected and scope creek gets neglected. We miss a deadline, a demo that's gonna lead to a retro. Fuck. Someone go and get the roadmap. Yeah. Once it's in the sprint, there ain't no going back. No. Another week, another session, we'll, we'll get it wrong. Still is way better than waterfall. I'm a one, two, three, five, eight, five, three, two points on that story card. Yeah. On that story card. Why? On that story card. Why? On that story card. Yeah. On that story card. One. Two, on that story three, card. I put one, two, three, five, eight, five, three, two points on that task card. Task. On that bug card. Bug. On that story card. Yeah. On that story card. Yeah. On that story card. Yeah. On that story card. You also have tracks that are more serious. Yeah. Would you rather make somebody laugh or make them think? I mean, if I just look at what I've actually done, I think my answer is I want to make you laugh like 90% of the time and then like drop a serious truth bomb on you. Make you question all your life decisions. It don't matter if the value is real The only thing true is revenue Keep making deals Year over year, hockey stick growth Yeah, that's critical We're in a bubble on a pin at its pinnacle We don't really make money, we project money. It's new app, blackjack, place your bets money. Highs and lows, IPO, then we're set money. Billionaire CEOs still in debt no free lunch, but it's catered by a chef. Money. That job hop every year for the next. Money. That we work free shirts all flex. Money. Here angels don't protect, they invest. Money. Tech right now is such a privileged space. Like when I talk to anybody that works in any other job, I look at my day to day and I'm like, this isn't even a fucking job. I make six figures sitting on my ass and a bad day for me is like, ooh, I, I'm a little more stressed out than usual. Like that's that's as bad as it gets. So I think we all have the right to be stressed out and complain about work and stuff. But for me, I think any complaint a dev in America has is just kind of like inherently funny because we are so privileged. But at the same time, where I feel like I wore my heart on my sleeve the most is the most recent serious song called 3AM in San Francisco. I think there I try to speak to kind of this cognitive dissonance between what we actually do and how good our lives are. Welcome to the valley, everything can be sold. Truth be told, all this new shit is getting old. Play your role, hopefully you make it out with your soul. Let the good times roll, our handcuffs made of gold. 
Welcome to the valley, everybody gets paid Keep an eye on that 409A, you know what I'm saying Why do I get like 200K? While she's teaching 5th grade and barely making a wage I can't complain I do like making people look at that how would you call it? Dissonance, I guess. And think about that. I think it's important. But yeah, mostly I'm just, I'm, I want you to have a good time listening to my music. What has the reaction been to your serious tracks? I think some people really appreciate it. And you can see it in the comments. They'll say like, I thought you were just the funny man. This is actually making me think. On the 3AM in San Francisco song, I, I remember one comment that kind of sticks in my brain where, Somebody said, like, I'm leaving the tech industry, and you basically just spelled out why I want to leave. So I do think even the serious songs, I hope they make people think, but definitely people prefer the funny stuff. If I had to sum up the reaction, it would be like, mm, nice try, but you're the funny man. That was okay, but like, go back to being funny. I have no hard feelings when I see a reaction like that. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I pulled you in here with jokes. I kind of like tricked you by dropping this serious song. But at the end of the day, it's my channel and I'll probably keep making serious songs because I have fun making those too. So whatever. So the comments on your YouTube channel are overwhelmingly positive. Here I grabbed a couple for examples. Winter Bites says, love your stuff. You pick the best beats and make the best lyrics. Joanna says she revisits your estimates song every couple of months. It's so simply good, funny, accurate, and well done. Dude, I'm grateful you did this. Ben Beeler asks a question, which is my question as well. He says, keep going. I do not understand why you don't get more views. Why am I not more popular? That's the root of the question. And <laughs> I, I want to reflect that question back onto the world. World, why, why am I not? more popular no i'm just kidding <laughs> it's also something i've wondered about because you would assume that anything with like a 99 percent positive reaction would just keep getting shared and you know be bigger i totally agree i think one aspect for sure could just be like a lot of people don't like rap that's one thing um that's really all yeah i don't know that's your only take <laughs> Well, how about this? Perhaps it's the intersection that's small. So a lot of people like rap, a lot of people program, but not a lot of programmers like rap. Maybe. That is probably true. This is definitely a very niche thing I'm doing. Like if I could just, out of all the developers I know, count how many also are like bumping rap on a weekly basis, I can think of like two. <laughs> so yeah, that might be it. But my hope is that the content is good enough that this could be somebody who historically hasn't liked rap. This could be their gateway artist into rap. All my friends live in a screen. Please send a link to your video stream. Can't remember the last human I've seen. Life on a remote team. Life on a remote team. All my friends live in a screen. Please send a link to your video stream. I can't remember the last human I've seen. Life on a remote team. Life on a remote. Introverted while I'm working, I'm not sociable. If I'm job searching, then this perk is non-negotiable. It's impossible for me to look presentable. 
I don't even own clothes that are professional. Sweatpants. I can't let the office ping pong table distract me. Rather travel, do some tasks from the taxi's backseat. We hardly get together in the room. But it's all good as long as we have Zoom. As long as we have memes and emojis for the group. I probably couldn't see before I'd ever commute. I'll never commute. Always message me on Slack if you ever want a parent screen share. I don't even need to be there. Let's say that your channel blows up. Somehow everybody just sees the light and they agree with you. And everybody is bumping standard out. Yeah. So much so that this can become, this is a typical story nowadays. All of a sudden you become a creator, like full time. Wow, look at this. I'm making money off my rap. I can do live shows, people show up <laughs> and they, you know, they attend my events, they're buying my merch, all the good things. Yeah. Don't have to write software anymore. What happens next? First of all, wouldn't that be some? I'm just picturing a crowd of engineers rocking out. So I just imagine a bunch of really socially awkward people with their hands in their pockets while like I'm just going ape shit on stage. That would be hilarious. <laughs> they're supposed to wave their hands in the air like they just don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're not. Right. Their hands are in their pockets because they do care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. If I could stop programming and just be a rapper, would I do that? I mean, I think, hell yeah. First of all, just in terms of life path, I mean, do I want to look back and say I was a mediocre coder <laughs> or say I uh, I was a rapper? I think the rapper route's probably cooler. But if I go back to how this all started and when I was younger, like angsty teenager me definitely dreamt of making it as a rapper. So if adult me realized that dream, that'd be awesome. Being a coder is a great job. I think it's almost impossible to beat as a day job in terms of creature comfort, money, all that stuff. It is definitely not my passion though. If I could just stop working tomorrow, I don't think I'd write a single line of code again. It's fun, again, great job, but I think I do have a certain level of disdain for coding and tech in general. I mean, go figure, I talk so much shit about it on my channel. For me, it's like my goal is to think about coding and learn as a coder while I'm working my nine to five. After that, I don't want to think about code at all. Don't you have to think about it the entire time you're writing these lyrics? So keyword being, that's my goal. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think in reality, disconnecting from work is a struggle for me. I mean, it's hard as a coder to, you know, get your head in a problem space, be processing that all day, and then to just shut it off when the day ends. So this is something I actively battle against. I'll put it that way. Do you have an end game for standard out? Not really. If I'm being honest, a lot of my motivation with standard out is like just my dumb ego. I think anybody making music, if they say like, oh, it's just about making someone's day better, like bullshit. Ego is such a big part of it, right? So I mean, if one day I was at a conference or something and somebody walked up to me and was like, hey, are you standard out? I think I could die happy after that. But this channel is 99.999% just shits and giggles for me. I don't really think about it seriously. There's no like, how do I grow? How do I expand my audience? None of that. I'm just like, what's something funny I can say? And what's a sick beat? Let me put those together. And now, here's Integrations, a brand new track by Standard Out the Rapper in its entirety. 
got a nap, I got a nap too. You like me, and I think I like you. We should integrate, we could make something new. But one plus one doesn't always equal two. You got an API, I got an API. We should integrate, have our teams intertwine. Share your hot leads, and I'll share some of mine. But building integrations ain't always worth the time. The company is growing up, got a little buzz. Been single now, folks are reaching out to us. Like we should really integrate, when can we discuss? I guess it's time, that's what everybody else does. But I've been down this road before. I've been let down and hurt, so this time we should be sure that it's more. I need a real partner that'll listen. Match my commitment and heart to build a vision. Can't be a player trying to juggle me with other partners. If I'm not the priority, that's a non-starter. Cause it really takes two to make this shit. You gotta be all in on this relationship. I don't integrate with just anybody. If you can't treat me right, then forget about it. Can't be alone forever, so I'll take a chance. Set up a meeting with our teams, we can all chat. You got a nap, I got a nap too. You like me, and I think I like you. We should integrate, we could make something new. But one plus one doesn't always equal two. You got an API, I got an API. We should integrate, have our teams intertwine. Share your hot leads and I'll share some of mine. But building integrations ain't always worth the time. First date, Zoom call, PMs and devs. If you wanna be my partner, gotta get with my friends. And I'm trying to see what it's like to be with you. Are you the type of integration who's gonna see it through? Can I joke? Can I just be me with you? Are you cold? Are you honest when I speak to you? Is this a fling for a week or two? Or will you always come through if I need to meet with you? You say all the right things in your responses like, We'll always hold you down, that's the promise, right? So we can move forward to the next steps. Share your docs, give me sandbox access. Talk timing, get everybody in alignment. You say I do, I say me too, contract signed it. The point of no return, let's move along. I put myself out there for you, don't do me wrong. Couple months passed, started out smooth. Then you went and did what you said you wouldn't do. I trusted you, this ain't how it's supposed to be. When I email you a question, now you're ghosting me. You said I was your favorite, is that right? Then who's this integration featured on your website? You're just like all the other partners from my past. I know you used somebody else's sandbox last night. Uh Uh-huh, you're never there. Try to call you on your network, I get 503 airs. I should've noticed that your API is full of lies. I'd find a bug and you act like it was by design. When we're together, what do we actually do? What we're building just saves users a click or two. And we're on and off, half the time shit's buggy. Should've called it what it was, it was just money, wasn't it? You're too busy to put the work in. I knew this shit wouldn't be worth it. Truth is, we were never right for each other, but we got code to maintain and write for each other. You got a nap, I got a nap too. You like me and I think I like you. We should integrate, we could make something new. But one plus one doesn't always equal two. You got an API, I got an API. We should integrate, have our teams intertwine. Share your hot leads and I'll share some of mine. But building integrations ain't always worth the time. Listen to all of Standard Out's music on his channel. 
youtube.com slash standardout. His work is also on Spotify and Apple Music, and you can support him directly on Patreon. Every song featured in this episode is linked in order of appearance in the show notes. Special thanks to Richie K. Sherway's Song Exploder podcast for inspiring us to make this series. Also, a huge thanks to our friends at Fly.io for supporting this changelog special. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more like it, let us know by sharing it far and wide. Twitter is a great place. So are Reddit and Hacker News. Anywhere you hang with like-minded software people. Oh, and holler feedback at me directly, jared at changelog.com or Jared Santo on Twitter. We love hearing from you. It feels good and it helps us decide where to focus our efforts. The Changelog is just one of the many fine podcasts we produce. Subscribe to all of our pods via the master feed. Then your podcast app will download everything we ship and you can pick and choose which ones to listen to. Galaxy brain stuff. Am I right? Check it out at changelog.com slash master or just search for Changelog Master Feed in your favorite podcast app. You'll find us. That's it. This one's a wrap. We'll talk to you next time. 